I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportsTownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportsTownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Butebo with your SportsTownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. David Montgomery is reported to be active today per Ian Rappaport as the Bears end off week nine of the NFL against the Steelers tonight, hoping to end the losing streak before heading into the bye. Key players in Jackson are listed doubtful, Mack listed out, and Ogletree still questionable, which can be an issue for the Bears' defense. Kickoff tonight at 7.20. More in the NFL, the rest of the NFC North struggled this week, nine as the Packers fall to the Chiefs 13-7, with Love getting his first career start, but the blame didn't go all towards him. Offensively, when you score seven points that's just not going to get it done and unfortunately you know uh, this is one of those moments where uh, we always ask our players to be critical of themselves and you know this one falls on me Packers play Seahawks next Sunday kickoff at 325 Vikings lose it in overtime against the Ravens 24 to 21 Tucker kicks one in late in overtime to take the win Vikings head to LA next Sunday to face the Chargers kickoff at 305 in college football, Michigan State's undefeated run came to an end as Purdue upset them 40-29. to Spartans dropped to 8 and hope to bounce back next week against Maryland, kickoff at 3. Fighting Illini get the win against the Gophers, 14-6. Illinois doesn't play until November 20th in Iowa City, kickoff for that game still to be determined. Ohio State gets the win against Nebraska, 26-17, and a close one the whole way. Buckeyes will host the Boilermakers this Saturday, kickoff at 2.30. Blackhawks get their second win of the season against the Predators in overtime, 2-1. Dabrinkit gets the game-winning goal 37 seconds into overtime. Interim coach Derek King gets his first win, leading the Hawks as former coach Jeremy Collins was fired this past Saturday. Hawks hope to get lucky number three win tomorrow against the Penguins. Puck drops at 7.30. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career media, go to BeOnAir.com. The greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. The White Sox are all in. They need to at least make it to the American League Championship Series. And even that might not be enough. Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine, now DeRozan, Vooch. He's going to be able to set these guys open. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right, it's Monday. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Blow the Whistle. Woo! Yeah. It is a Monday. Welcome in to Blow the Whistle. My name's David Dykstra. I'm here with Tyler Buterbaugh, Brandon Janowska, 
And I'm here too, folks. Pepe! Pepe! <laughs> Is that just what we're going with now? Yes. Is that I, it? I just love the Pepe. <laughs> All right. Andrew Valentin here with us again today. Uh, we want to throw out our social medias to you at Blow T Whistle One on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. Yes. That'd be it. Twitter. Welcome to a Monday. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> the <laughs> other one. The other one. Uh, where you can let us know what you like. Uh, send us your, your Killing Me Smalls for the week. Also, we want to welcome in any of our new listeners from the Under the Hood podcast family. If you've been listening, great. If you're a new listener, tune in. This is a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today. We got... We're going to preview the Bears game tonight. We've got to talk some more NFL. We're going to talk college football. Let's not forget about the greatest segment in all of radio. You're killing me, Smalls. We also have Blackhawks, Major League Baseball, and Bulls to talk about. So, that being said, are we ready, boys? Let's of course. Do it. Let's All do right, it. so let's get it going. And first and foremost, let me throw out a question to our listeners, and then I will come to each and every one of you guys in this beautiful studio on this gorgeous Monday and get your answer. What is the biggest key for the Bears to come out of Pittsburgh with a win tonight. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. I am going to start off with the big man in the house, Tyler. So, biggest thing that the Bears need to focus on, I think, that run game. Let, I mean, because, I mean, we all know that David Montgomery is back, but he, I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to be limited. Oh, he's on a pitch count for yeah. sure. So, <laughs> for yeah. sure. And I have seen a lot of great things from Khalil Herbert. I like this kid a lot. Keep giving him the ball because the passing game is just, it's still been struggling lately. And no matter, even with Nagy out last week, the, I mean, the play call was a little bit better, but the pat that was Justin Fields' probably well, best performance. Um, his season, but I mean, I don't know. We've still been seeing some issues with the passing of the offense. I say run, keep running the damn ball because that's where they've, the offense has been strongest on. Well, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to let all three of you kind of voice your opinions on the keys because I'm going to come at you with the other side of it and tell you what Pittsburgh's going to do to you, <laughs> to the bears tonight. <laughs> I'll so, give you that too. Trust um, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, what do you think the biggest key is? Play good football as the basics. I mean, that's just, the, on the, on <laughs> let's a, just go just, very, just, just vanilla. very basic. To I win, you have to score <laughs> more points. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I agree with running the ball, but I don't think you completely ditch the passing game, right? I think you still have to get, you have to get the ball to Allen Robinson, get it to your best playmaker. Do Keep you though? I think you do. But the thing is, is that you don't have to go deep with him. You just chuck it over the middle to him. That's where I think the problem is. You keep trying to send him deep. You're trying to send him on these routes where you want Justin Fields to go long on him. You don't need that. Throw it underneath on the linebackers. Let him go on curl routes, comebacks, slant, you know, crossing routes across the middle, and he'll easily take the ball up the field. You don't need him to do a lot. Let Darnell Mooney be the deep ball guy if that's the case. Now, this is going to be hard because this is the Pittsburgh defense that they're going to be getting after Justin Fields with T.J. Watt, and then you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, who's allowed to kind of free roam out there, along with a pretty good core of DBs out there that can make plays too. So he's going to have to play this one a little bit more cautious. But if you utilize Allen Robinson underneath while you use Darnell Mooney over the top, plus like 
Tyler was saying, let Khalil Herbert run the ball, do a little bit extra. Like I would say goal line, red zone stuff with David Montgomery being the stronger back. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with using that at, for the offense, but it, it's it's going to call come down to execution. Any any mistakes right off the bat, I'm like, in the first quarter, you throw an interception, you fumble the ball to turn it over, it's game over for them. All right, Brandon, you got more? Yeah, it's going to be hard for the Bears to run on this pe- uh, Pittsburgh defense. So I think... Th- it's going to be hard, like you said as well. TJ Watt's going to be all over Justin Fields. He's going to have a field day like he does just about every week. He's trying to win that defensive player of the yeah. year. And you mentioned Fitzpatrick out there in the backfield. So utilize the screen. Utilize the mm-hmm. short yardage plays to open up some space, and then maybe you can break off a run because they're middle of the pack. They're ranked 13th against the run, the Pittsburgh defenses. But the Bears have struggled against some of these better rushing defenses outside of the Tampa game where it, we were pleasantly surprised with how how Herbert did against that run defense. So it's possible they can get it going, but it's going to be tough to establish the run against this team. So open it up early with the short yardage plays, the screen plays to the outside, get these guys out in space, and then that can open the run further as the game goes on. My only issue is I don't think the Bears offense can execute a screen play very well. <laughs> they haven't proven so, I mean, they haven't proven yeah, I would love true. for them to be able to use the screen plays, but they don't they're not successful from that at all. So I mean I would like to see a little bit something else aside from the screenplays. Yeah, I like, like Andrew said, I like like more short routes and stuff like that. Even though we would love to see Justin Fields air it out a little bit more. We never get a chance to see it because he doesn't have the time to air it out. But yeah, the screenplays, I mean, that's just the biggest flaw in this Bears de- offense. Yeah. Uh, I will I will I will put my two cents in at this point. I think honestly, it's going to be a tight end game. I think the Bears need to focus in on their tight ends. Uh, I think Jesse James has proven that he is more than just a blocking tight end at this point. His catch last week was probably one of the best catches I've seen all year from a tight end. Uh, You have Komet, who... Come on, dude. He just disappears. Come on, dude. Come on. It's his time to just kind of show up. It's time to step up. And Jesse James, too, considering this is his comeback game to Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. But then again, on the other side... You have Go ahead. The, the the Pittsburgh defense. I, I I hate to tell you guys this. This is going to be the Cleveland Browns all over again. I'm telling you right now. D- Jason Peters was absolutely outmatched. Borum is completely and totally outmatched if he's going one-on-one with T.J. Watt. <laughs> That's ugly. It, it's going to get yeah, nasty, it's and yeah, it's, it's going to get good. ugly, and Pittsburgh's going to blitz more in this game than they probably have combined all season long. Yeah, yeah. and then on the other side, too, we, we all kind of focused on the offensive side. The defensive side, they're going to be missing pieces in Mac, possibly Eddie Jackson. It's going to be rough sledding because they've got a running back. We talked about the Bears' running game. They've got a running back on the other side that's going to yeah, he's all right. some he's havoc. All right. yeah. Who is, is it again? This Harris guy from Alabama. He's doing all right. He's doing. But I think, once again, just like with the Bears, I think tight ends will be predominant for them tonight or should be. I think Pittsburgh's the same way because Fryermuth is starting to pick up steam for Pittsburgh, and it, it's going to be on Roquan Smith to cover that guy tonight. That's, and yeah. and I don't, that's a mismatch. Uh, 
Fryermuth is six 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 seven six five two hundred and sixty pounds, something like that. Yeah, big and, man. And not just that. Outside of the tight ends too. Vildor is going to be covering someone. I expect Big Ben when he's out there. Congratulations, and he does Chase Claypool. He, you he win. Hey, you yeah. win. <laughs> Chase Claypool's about to have yeah. a career because night. Jalen Johnson's only going to cover him. one of Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool. So whoever Vildor's stuck with, I would be, I'm targeting Vildor. Yeah. I'm going to. It's going to be interesting to see how if the defense. If if Jalen Johnson is going matched up with one, or if it's if whoever's yeah. whoever's on his side, um, that'll be a key as well. But stopping that, if you can stop Pittsburgh's run game, which is a big task with with Najee right now, because it's not just his running ability. Yeah, he's he, turned out to be one heck of a catching running back as well, which they use all the time. So you need to be able to to force that issue as well. If they can stop that, Pittsburgh is a beatable team because without that, Big Ben is now more of a play action, and that is the good thing about tonight. Robert Quinn, you better show up tonight. I was just going to ask. God, I was just going to ask. Are we going to see a Quinn sighting tonight? You, uh, you better we, see we, it multiple times. With Khalil Mack out, well, not he better only, be stepping up. Not only that, but you have a tank for a quarterback who is not mobile at all. Yeah. And an he's, offensive he's, line that's kind of shot too. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's not mobile to begin with 39 yeah. year old Big Ben but he's also <laughs> nursing a pec injury a hip injury and a right shoulder injury. That so. means you should be able to win. <laughs> he, yeah. he's, he's Bill Russell at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> just, hearing, just hearing his age and just you saying hip injury just like my hip. That's all I can think of. I'm what? <laughs> What Ben? What did you just say? But see, that's there. There is a possibility for them to go into Pittsburgh and come out of there with a win. I do think Pittsburgh's one of the hotter teams in their division right now, and if they win, boy, that NFC or that AFC North is just wide open at this. Well, point. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh's yeah. on a three-game winning streak, while the Bears are on a three-game losing streak. So obviously, but, the hot uh, hands definitely once, on the Pittsburgh oh, yeah. side. Once again, you know, we we talked about last week in in. All that stuff, but it there is a potential for the Bears to go in there and pull out a victory. They've got to make adjustments though as the game goes on. See, and you bring that up, and I just think about Mike Tomlin versus Matt and Haggy. That's ugly. That's ugly because Mike Tomlin, Hall of Fame coach, he he will make adjustments. Hall of Shame coach. (laughs) It's totally opposite sides on this one. I Pittsburgh. Congratulations, I guess, ahead of time. Well, I mean, that's going to do it for our preview of the game tonight, Monday night, 7 o'clock on ESPN. But there was more NFL action yesterday, and a Super Bowl favorite lost yesterday. But that wasn't the only surprise result. We talk about it here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Red SportsTownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy? You're breaking up. Did I mention?
shouldn't we be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Bills trying to pick it up, they can't. Allen throws, intercepted! It's Josh Allen! Intercepting Josh Allen! And that's going to be picked off at the 24 by Dyer for the touchdown. Man, as Keith Jackson would say, whoa, Millie. Can you believe that? Back to back, that's 24 yards. For a pick six. Crazy. Highlights courtesy of CBS and NBC. Some big surprises yesterday. So I'm going to throw it out to our listeners right away, and then I'm going to get to you guys. What was the biggest surprise of week nine in the NFL on Sunday Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Brandon, it's got to be Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo losing, and more hey, so than that. Listen, not- I, I just have to say one thing. Josh Allen had one heck of a game. Too bad it was the wrong Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh yeah. Allen did have Josh a Allen heck of a Josh game. Allen. Well, in, the first time in many someone, ways. Yeah, first time someone of the same name got a sack against the same name, and first time he got a pick against the same name. So uh, I love I, the stats they come up yeah, with. Uh, congratulations, Josh Allen, and I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a rough time, but yeah, the more than the fact that they lost. I mean, it was a shock that they lost. They didn't even score a touchdown. They had to settle for two field goals, and they lose nine to six. That, that for me is by far the biggest surprise of the week. Uh, Dave, for for me, that was that was shocking in itself. Um, let's go to Tyler. Oh. Bills by far the most really disappointing. You're gonna, go, you're gonna go with Bills as well. Oh yeah, just dude. ride that train, huh? That was such a disappointing game. Can't I'm think sitting for here. Yourself. Just copy me. All right, <laughs> that's fine. That's well, fine. Well, because the rest of the games, I kind of expected. What? Well, except for the Titans and Rams, that I was, was the about other to one. Say. But still, <laughs> I for wasn't me, expecting any of this. No, that if I if it wasn't for the Bills to totally trash this game, I would have picked the Titans and Rams. But I just wasn't expecting. This should have been an absolute blowout. From the, it should have been from yeah. like yeah. the best team in the AFC compared to the worst team in the AFC. Yeah. It was should have been absolute blowout, but it was 
a kickoff. Do you do you think do you think this is going to turn the Jaguars' season around a little bit? Maybe they become a little bit better of a team. It's my it's Urban Meyer's time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, that, name I just, not, that name is not allowed to be uttered <laughs> I knew on that, this show. You knew it's tricky. You said that ever. <laughs> I don't think it turns them around in, in a huge way, but I could see them ending with four or five wins. Yeah, get, get, not, them, I'm not talking two or three. All of a sudden, they turn into yeah. a playoff contender. It's Absolutely a confident booster. Finish 11 yeah. and six. Yeah, it's what a about, confident booster. What about you, Andrew? Bengals. Oh, oh, I wasn't thinking about that game. Oh. I was disappointed. That was, that, uh, that broke my heart. That was very. Di- I watched 40 that from one points, guys. I come on. And Baker Mayfield looks like a freaking MVP quarterback ah, all of a sudden. Sixteen for twenty-one. That ain't MVP. That's yeah. just that's just. Oh, he looked dashing good. out the daisies. What was up? With, he out looked the good. What was up with Joe Burrow? He looked absolutely horrible. You know, my only my only explanation on it is I think he I think he tried to. He was pushing. He was pushing to try and he beat this pushing. team, and I think you see it. Denzel Ward on that interception he took back, right? He's sitting out there. You can see he's clearly waiting to jump the route. The moment that Joe Burrow's trying to throw to that flat, Denzel Ward broke on it perfectly and was able to take it back for the TD. I mean, that's that's the thing is that I think Burrow tried to push the envelope and say, well, we almost – he probably said we almost beat him last year. Why can't we do it again this year? And it completely backfired, and I'll give it to the Browns. They looked good. They looked good back to front. They looked awesome. Uh, going over the rest, of, for me, it was the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. After everything that went down over this past week, and the ageless wonder, AP coming in there and just, I mean, he he had limited touches. I knew that was going to happen, but he looks still looks good. It's sickening. The old I mean, man still got, got a good push. And that, and that defense is just lights out yesterday. They played a lot Yester, better. They played. I was not expecting that from that defense. And they then played really good. Good old Teddy Bridgewater decides to show up and play a game of football, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and takes out probably one of the better defenses in the league in Dallas and just makes Dak Prescott's return look <laughs> futile and mundane. And then do, do we really need to talk about this last one? Yes. I, I swear on all that is holy. <laughs> They're coming back. Don't no. you know that? Hey. Listen. They're going to win I the South. I swear on all that is good in the world. You should be happy. If Atlanta keeps winning, I'm going to do something drastic. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I want Matt Carroll. <laughs> I, I do not want another year of Matt Ryan. Never heard a man I so I got to say, I was a little surprised. Losing, winning. <laughs> the Saints were down deep, and the Falcons almost did what they're usually known for, and they almost blew it. Because yeah. See, they yeah. I looked be. away for a minute, that, and all of a sudden the defense, Saints were right there. Yeah. The defense is god-awful. I mean, granted, you know, you had Trevor Simeon at co- starting quarterback for the Saints. <laughs> I can't believe Anytime that. you have a Northwestern quarterback <laughs> starting for your team, there are issues. Yeah. yeah. Issues. You never but, do good. <laughs> but that being it said. It never starts. I, I mean, like, they, to me, this, is, this just once again, any given Sunday. Yeah. Baltimore almost this, got yeah, upset. Yeah, this was that Min- any Minnes- Sunday. Minnesota yeah. took them to overtime. That yeah. one was... That was the one that I said it was so a possible close. upset of the week. I almost took them in the picks and predictions. Just, I well, will help Baltimore. How but they're running back Lamar yeah. Jackson. Okay, let, I, and I want to talk about the, the, the elephant in the room. Everybody wants to talk about Jordan Love and oh, of course. the Packers game. And here's my take. I feel bad for the kid, to be quite honest. You got thrown into a situation that you should not have been thrown into. One. Two, 
the whole week that you're practicing, once you find out you're the starting quarterback, you're not even getting to practice with your number one wide receiver. So that whole first half, their timing was completely off from one another. He looked better in the second half. He looked like a deer in headlights in the first half. And for good reason, because quite honestly, he doesn't, he wasn't working with the first team for the majority of the week because Devonte Adams was sitting out. You noticed he keyed in on Randall Cobb a lot more because I'm sure he was getting his timing down with Randall Cobb. So do I lay everybody up in Packer nation is going, Oh, they wasted that pick. Blow. No, no, no too early. Yeah, way my, too early. my question about this game is, were they trying to win or were they trying to evaluate Jordan Love? Because the running game question. was working for this team, for the Packers, and yet Jordan Love throws the ball 34 times. Why is Jordan Love passing 34 times when it's not working and the running game is being established? Well, and that's the big thing, right? Because you look at them, they're ahead in the division by, what, four games at this point now? You've got an easy lead on the division. You're one of the top teams in your conference. What do you have to really worry about? Even if you lose to the Chiefs, yeah, it's not the best look. I mean, the Chiefs defense is awful. But at the same time, you're giving Jordan Love an opportunity to say, all right, here's a defense who's not very good. Here's a team who you're probably going to have to face a couple of times, maybe in a Super Bowl if it comes down to it. Obviously, far judgment, but nevertheless... I didn't think he did too bad. I agree in the first half. He looked like he was fumbling. He looked like he was all over the place. He looked like a young rookie quarterback, even though he's not a rookie. So it was a little bit unimpressive. But in the second half, he looked like a pro. He played like a pro. You got to understand, too, this was his first ever career start. So I think for that situation, he played fairly well. I mean, I was giving my Packers friends crap because, you know, I mean— it's the Packers. I have to. But I think overall, they'll never hear me say it to them, but I think overall they did. He did play a, a fairly well game, and I liked your point, Brandon. I mean, that's that's a good thing to think about. This, I think this was a thing to evaluate Jordan Love because who knows what the heck is going on with Aaron Rodgers. We're still <laughs> unsure of oh, what's, going what's going on. So oh, I can guarantee you. I, I can use a couple see, of words I, that I, will I, get called call off the Air Force. So. I, I, here's, here's, <laughs> here's my thing, and once again, does this fall – solely on Aaron Rodgers for him not being ready as well. Because I'm sorry, as the starting quarterback, you know that your backup's there. You need to be communicating these things to your backup just in case something bad happens to you. You've got to have that that backup quarterback ready to go. Aaron Rodgers isn't that quarterback. He said it multiple times. It's not my job to get this kid ready to be the starting quarterback. Nobody helped me. Nobody, I'm pretty sure. Nobody I'm pretty sure Brett me. Favre I did it all your, on my own. I'm pretty sure Brett Favre had your back in that last year and he was giving you all the little advice, but you don't want to admit it because you're just too arrogant to be able to say, well, somebody helped me with my job. Man, get over yourself. It, go ahead. I, I was just saying, because Love got in a, in a terrible situation by getting thrown into there because of the irresponsibleness from Aaron Rodgers and the organization with the whole thing about not like lying about being vaccinated because I well, mean he's immunized. immunized. Yeah. <laughs> he just because, breathed in leaves and like smoke and stuff and I've got the antibodies. Shut up. <laughs> and once again, it, it, it's coming back to who are you looking out for? Are you looking out for yourself? Which obviously exactly. there's a whole bunch of that going on with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Or are you looking out for the team? Because God forbid that their their whole quarterback room was out. 
except for Jordan Love and practice squad Blake Bortles. And God forbid something happened to Jordan Love during that game. Blake Bortles would have been in there, and then you really would have seen something bad. Hey, hey, man. That's Blake Bortles has won more playoff games in the last couple of years than Aaron Rodgers. Let's oh, jeez. <laughs> really? It's but, but that being said, you know, to, to me, he was making professional throws. Mm-hmm. It, you could tell that his – you could absolutely tell that his timing was off with – Devonte Adams, there there was no cohesiveness. Oh, I thought you were going to be here. No, he went there. You know, he made some bad choices. Th- those are quote unquote rookie mistakes. Not everybody's going to be Aaron Rodgers who takes over the Packers and automatically knows exactly where he's going to throw, when he's going to throw, and who he's going to throw to. And one thing, but, good thing to, to look at, he spreads the ball out to his receivers. He's not just targeting. One receiver. You he look at have, it, you he look didn't at, have a lot of. Well, options. no, he didn't yeah, have a lot. Of, I was say. But I mean, that's I mean, that's the thing is that he's he's getting the ball out to many different players. So like, it's not like he's just focused on Devontae Adams, even though I mean, see, but I think if they had had time to practice together, he would and get the timing down. Yeah. that would it, that game would have been a whole different story. Definitely. A whole different story. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't just target Devontae Adams, but he was clearly his first look. He did look to Adams yeah, first course. just about every play. Well, that brings us to an end of football talk in the NFL. But does it? We have some midseason awards that we're going to give out coming up here in a little bit. But first, it is time, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It is time for the greatest segment in all of radio. It's time for You're Killing Me Smalls. And if you've got a You're Killing Me Smalls that you've been boiling over and want to get off your chest, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. We will share it with you. But before we get to the best segment in all of radio, here's Tyler with a sports update. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. Tyler Buterball here with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Bears end off week nine of the NFL against the Steelers tonight, hoping to end the losing streak before heading into the bye. Key players in Jackson are listed doubtful, Mac listed out, and Ogletree still questionable, which can be an issue for this Bears defense kickoff tonight at 720. More in the NFL. The rest of the NFC North struggled this week. Nine as the Packers fall to the Chiefs 13-7 with Love getting his first career start. But the blame didn't go all towards him. Offensively, when you score seven points, that's just not going to get it done. And unfortunately, you know, uh, this is one of those moments where uh, we always ask our players to be critical of themselves. And, you know, this one falls on me. Packers play Seahawks next Sunday. Kickoff 325. Vikings lose it in overtime against the Ravens 24-21. Tucker kicks one in late in OT to take the win. Vikings head to L.A. next Sunday to face the Chargers. Kickoff at 3.05. In college football, Michigan State's undefeated run came to an end as Purdue upset them 40-29. Spartans drop to 8 and to hope to bounce back next week against Maryland. Kickoff at 3. Fighting Illini get the win against the Gophers 14-6. Illinois doesn't play until November 20th in Iowa City. Kickoff for that game still to be determined. Ohio State gets the win against Nebraska 26-17 and a close one in the whole way. Buckeyes will host the Boilermakers this Saturday, kickoff at 2.30. 
Bulls host the Nets tonight after coming back off back-to-back losses against the 76ers. Bulls just a game and a half behind the lead in the East. A win tonight can get them back on track. Tip off tonight at 7. White Sox decided they will pick up Kimbrell's $16 million contract after him being traded from the Cubs midseason, but they did not make an $18.4 million offer on Rodon, allowing him to hit free agency. And this has been your SportsTownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. SportsTownChicago.com. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just a small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. That's right. It's that time. It's time for You're Killing Me, Smalls. And if you had a moment during this week that just had you saying, You're Killing Me, Smalls, hit up us ugh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Bloaty Whistle One. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Hey, at least I didn't forget about the segment already. Killing that, me, that, Smalls. That's fair. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> we, we, we circled back around to it. We, we got to it eventually. But in all cases, I'm going to start off with Andrew. Me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'm going to make a real quick one. 
I'm going to say to the guy that was driving in front of me 20 miles per hour. <laughs> by the way, on his windshield had hashtag financial mistakes. And then also on his license plate had uh, poo bucket as his license plate. So I guess I should have known at that point. But to that guy who made me getting here late, I say to you, sir. You're killing me, small. All right, now for the real one. Um, <laughs> so Las Vegas has recently cut a player. This is former 2020 first-round pick Damon Arnett, former cornerback from Ohio State, who was at one point considered to be one of the top cornerbacks to be drafted. Yeah. Uh, he was recently cut after he had posted a couple of videos, if anybody saw, making death threats and brandishing uh, actual firearms, as in an AK-47, and what I think was a light machine gun that the military uses... <laughs> I'm not joking. This is like he's pointing actual guns and like making threats. And obviously, after everything that's happened with the Las Vegas Raiders, they're not going to obviously take this lightly. So Dame Arnett has officially been cut. Uh, he's been on injury reserve, by the way, also since October 9th. So this is also again, so like you're not playing. Now you're like doubling down on death threats. And now you're pointing actual real life guns that are used by like people in other countries to fight each other. I, I don't understand what's going on with people sometimes when they make the decisions they make. So, folks, I here's it for you. Think before you do something, because if you do that in your job, I'm sure not only do you probably get fired, you probably get put on a watch list, I'm sure, too. So, Well, what is it we got told at the beginning of our, our time here at Illinois Media School? If your grandma would be disappointed in what you post, yeah. don't, don't post it. it. Don't post it. Absolutely. <laughs> so to Damon Arnett, uh, for your stupid actions of posting videos of you with brandishing guns and death threats in it, I say to you, sir. You're killing me, Smalls. What is wrong with that Raiders organization? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And not that Sean like, Jackson wants to be listen, a part of it. I listen, don't get it. Here's the thing. Like, we, you could probably say that for what? The last... 30 years what's what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with the Raiders, Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, like in general it started, started with doing? Gruden now they've lost both their 2020 first round picks yeah. and Arnett and Ruggs like there's just so much going what's on what's going with on that in team. the black hole well uh, I guess the yeah, toilet bowl now is what just, it is I, but the thing is <sighs> I think out of every once again out of every bad negative thing something positive comes out of it and you actually have a legitimate leader now in Derek Carr. Yeah, absolutely. Derek Carr has stepped up, and I've been thoroughly impressed by the way he's handled all this adversity that has come the Raiders' way. That's that, a lot. <laughs> and it's been a lot. But kudos to you, David Carr. That being said, Tyler, what you got? Well, mine, I scrounged a little last minute, but <laughs> it's perfect because it just happened this morning. From Bleacher Report, can you come out? The Celtics are interested in training for Ben Simmons. Oh, why? That would be including. Austin just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> they, they, it's it's like inside of me. I can feel it like burning up now. Like <laughs> the trade would include. Oh, good God! Jalen Brown. What? <laughs> Nothing's for sure. No. But is weed legal in Boston? <laughs> I don't like, think it is in Massachusetts. I don't really think it is. What? <laughs> what are you guys? It, I think it's gone beyond the grass, my man. This is this is so much this stronger is, at this point. They are tripping on acid or something. <laughs> what in the hell are you guys even considering? And I'm looking right here. Yeah, Jalen Brown, he's out for a, one to two weeks with a hamstring injury. He's averaging 25.6 points, ladies and gentlemen. He's leading the team. 
Yeah. I think that's the same number as uh, Ben Simmons' three-point percentage, 25-point-freaking-six. <laughs> Pretty sure it's low. I no. think it is a lower, maybe. I try looking it up. It's not yeah. that low. but <laughs> <laughs> I Sure, because when you only take one shot every 50 games, why not? But you want to get... Jalen Brown is actually producing for this Boston's team, despite them not being as good as people might have hoped. But you, you, what, you think bringing Ben Simmons is going to, what, make you guys better? 76ers got rid of Ben Simmons, and look, the 76ers are actually a hell lot better than they used to be. So, I'm, I mean, Boston, you do what the hell you want. You smoke whatever you want. I don't <laughs> care. But Boston Celtics, for actually considering this garbage trade for this player, I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! I'm... I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I, 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 I want to go on another rant now, but you know what? You did fine, Tyler. Listen, it's listen. Ju- if Taco Fall was still on that team, I would not trade Taco Fall for, for Ben Simmons. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't trade him half a ham sandwich and a Coke for Ben Simmons. Like I've always said, not even a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Never. No. Garbage. And Garbage. we know how Tyler likes his Doritos. Yeah, that's, that's I true. love Doritos. That's yeah. true. The Cool Ranch. I won't give you my Doritos. Oh, you're the one that eats all the Cool Ranch. I was wondering. Oh yeah, I, I eat all the Cool Ranch. Mange is on this Cool Ranch. <laughs> Brandon, all right, I'm gonna take kind of the obvious one here and go after Aaron Rodgers. It. But I'm, I'm going to be specific about Thank exactly all right. which part of what he said. Let's go. There's, there's so much going on yep. with him with the COVID situation and everything and throwing Jordan Love out there. I mean, that loss is on him in my mind. The fact that if he's out there, they probably win that game. But that loss is on him. But more specifically, in the comments when he was asked and when he talked about being immunized and all, all those fun things that he got to say, the thing that really got me was that he said... There are people in our locker room on this team that have not been vaccinated. I'm not going to judge those guys. Those guys? You are those guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, <what> the, <laughs> those guys, you are that person. Like, I'm not going to judge us. I'm not going to. I'm one of them. Like, I'm not judging myself. Yeah, I, I'm not judging myself <laughs> is essentially what it came down to. But to say, well, I never said I wasn't vaccinated. You literally separated yourself from the people who are not vaccinated. And for anyone saying, well, he's speaking for the people, all of those things. No, he tried to hide it. If he wanted to come out and say, like, I'm not vaccinated, people did that. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was very outspoken about not getting vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers, he tried to hide it because he can't take the heat. He doesn't want to be ridiculed. He doesn't want to be talked about in a, in a poor light. Well, guess what? Now you're getting talked about in a poor light again, Aaron Rodgers. Because, and it's worse than if you just came out and said, hey, I'm allergic to something in the shot, which is what he's trying to say now. Trying. The try, needle. Try, yeah. It's attempt. He's, so Aaron Rodgers for trying to... Work your way around this as if it wasn't going to come out at some point anyway. Aaron Rodgers, I say to you. You're killing me, Smalls. I'm those scared of needles. Yeah. I, I, I had to bite my tongue on that one. He's not a, yeah. those, those flat earther guys. Yeah, I, I'm not going to judge He's a those guys. He's not anti-vax, though. He's not anti-vax. He's a wah-wah. He's the big wah-wah. <laughs> All right, boys. Freaking I'm going to finish this up on a positive note. Thank Anybody you. who tuned into the UFC fights over the weekend... There was a breath of fresh air that was brought to the UFC fights. His name be Chris Beast Boy Barnett. 
and if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. His dance before he goes into the octagon, proving that he's just happy to be there fighting. And then this sum of a gun that looks like me and Andrew on a good day. True. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a fire hydrant. I'm not even joking. He's a big, fat dude, and I love every moment. Of, does a roundhouse kick, hits the dude in the head, knocks him out, and then goes to celebrate and does a front flip, lands on his butt, and just starts dancing right there in the octagon. So to you, Beast Boy Barnett, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, we're going to post it on it our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter so everybody can take a look and see what I'm talking about. I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! For all the good reasons, because it was so refreshing to hear and see someone who you could tell just absolutely loved every moment of being in that spotlight. It was amazing. Can I've never him, seen anything like that in my life. Can we make them president of the Fat Man Club? Oh, please. <laughs> he should be the president. That is awesome. Like, the dance he did before he even got into the octagon was amazing. Oh, yeah. And oh, you I could just, You could just see. Oh, he was he having was, the time of his oh, life Oh, he was there. having the time of his life, and it was awesome to see. But, unfortunately, that's going to end the greatest segment in all of radio. Yeah, unfortunately. But it's midseason award time in the NFL here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com are you ready for this? Valley View Automotive has all of the hottest SUVs you've been looking for. Enjoy a test drive and the opportunity to drive one of these powerful vehicles off the lot for half the price. Yes, half the price. Now's the time to get yourself to Valley View by car, on foot, or even by air to take advantage of this outrageous sale. You better get here quickly, because this promotion is only going on for 24 hours, and the automobiles are leaving the lot faster than you can say four-wheel drive. Valley View Automotive, a dealership you can depend on. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE teach early. Indeed is the number one job search user with over 250 million monthly users. Indeed's priority is to help everyone in the job searching process to find a job by uploading 10 new job opportunities every 10 seconds worldwide. With Indeed, you have free access to job searches, resume uploads, and company researches. There are over 10,000 employees at Indeed that pursue to help people find the job they are looking for. They connect with millions of people to new opportunities. Go to Indeed.com and sign up for free and create a resume and let Indeed do the rest to help you on your job search. Hey, I'm Jesus Mauricio. Be sure to tune in every Friday to listen to Zeus Off the Bat, a baseball talk show from 1 to 2 p.m. where I'll be discussing and updating you on all things about baseball. News, predictions, reactions, and more about the Cubs, Sox, and everything across the league. Happens every Friday at 1 p.m. right here on SportstownChicago.com. Don't forget to follow and share our Twitter and Instagram with your friends at Zeus Off the Bat. Zeus Off the Bat.
That's right. It's time for mid-season awards. But before we get to our thoughts, I'm going to throw it out to everybody listening to us. Who do you believe is the MVP of the NFL at the halfway point of the season? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And Brandon, I'm going to ask you first who do you think is the MVP of the league? All right, so we're starting with MVP. It probably would have been Derrick Henry before the injury. That's that's who I would have gone with. And I know my choice had a, a rough time yesterday, but I'm still going to give it to Matthew Stafford. And mm-hmm. I, I think he'll be able to turn it around. He has led this team. He's exceeded. I had high expectations for him going over to L.A., but he has exceeded my expectations so far. He's, I mean, Cooper Cup's a beast, but he's improved the play of Cooper Cup as well. So... I'm going to give it to Matthew Stafford. Despite the bad game yesterday, I think he'll be just fine for the season. I I, I can't argue with that. I can't at all. Um, I think every player is going to have a game or two during the season where they just don't look like an MVP. Um, Andrew. I'm going with Tom Brady. And I'm not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good choice. I, he's just, I, listen, I give this guy a lot of stuff. I Every year I'm saying he's going to fall off, and he just keeps proving us wrong. I think a lot of it is the fact that Tampa's team is obviously tremendously talented, right? Great blocking. He hardly ever gets touched. The receivers are fantastic. The defense, they're a little bit on and off every now and then, but they've been solid for the most part. So I give it to Tom Brady, though, because obviously this guy continues to do marvelous things at, what is he, 44, right? 44, 45 at this point. God, so you're yeah. as old yeah. as I am? Jeez <laughs> You're talking about a guy that just continues to chuck it. What have it, I done with my life? And he works <laughs> and he just works perfect with that offense. So And it shows because they don't even need to run the ball that much. They're still like, Tom, can you still do the work? Yeah, I can still do the work. So can I'm giving I do it, the work? Yeah, exactly. So I'm <laughs> giving it to Brady. Both of you went with quarterbacks because that's the trend. Yeah. I would have gone Derrick Henry, but I wouldn't have gone Derrick Henry. Well, you're not gonna uh, like my pick. I really wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little off off radar. I think I know where you might be going with this. I'm gonna say Miles Garrett. Thought so. That's I had, I had a feeling because not a season, bad pick. In a season where, a good idea. where where no quarterbacks really, really put themselves out there. Just like in college football, no, yep. there's been no real big Heisman quarterback to go, it's me. Yeah. It's just the thing that sucks, though, is that with the MVP or the Heisman, it's like almost guaranteed it's going to be a quarterback oh, oh, every single me, time. You want me to go offense? I'll stay with the same team. Nick Chubb. I like that. <laughs> Maybe. One of those two. If Chubb pl- continues to play the way he did yesterday. Yeah. There's another one right there that could just under I think the he'd radar. Be a finalist. Yeah, I don't know if he'd win it, but I like I like the Miles Garrett though. I think because he's on record, they said like for what twenty two sacks on yeah. the season. Yeah, if he that's, comes anywhere that's near the record that, yeah. to Michael Strahan. Yes, yeah. 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 If, if he comes I, if anywhere he, near that, it's if he possible. can beat Michael Strahan's uh, sack record, that might yeah. put him over the top. Yeah, yeah I, I like the pick, but I I just don't see them going with the uh, trend. Just the, the, last def- the last it. defender was in nineteen eighty six. That was Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. to win MVP, and then that man's defensive f- player of the year, definitely. But 
to break that trend. See, I don't even think he gets defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the crazy part about it. I think he could win MVP, but not win defensive player of the year. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. Uh, I'm sticking with quarterback as well. I'm going, despite his horrible, the whole team's horrible game yesterday, I'm going with Josh Allen. Okay. Not a bad pick there. Just like, he's just, he's to me right now, He's considered the best quarterback in the league performance-wise, I would say. But uh, I mean, I just because I mean that's just that's who I pick right now. But I'm I'm just so distracted right now because I have a list of other like possibles and there's MVP odds. And uh, Andrew, your favorite is on here. They My have favorite. I mean the the Mac M- Jones. Yeah, <laughs> he. I mean the the odds. It's it's plus twenty thousand. <laughs> <Plus. laughs> I just love that they put, put that in here. That. Why not? They who, put that in here. Who do they have as the favorite? Josh Allen. Okay, it is Allen. Okay. But then it's okay. Stafford and then Brady, Murray, Prescott, Rogers, Jackson, Herbert, Carr, Mahomes. See, I would have said if Murray hadn't gotten injured. Yeah, absolutely. I think Murray'd be right up there. This too. is an interesting one, but I I think of him for possible. Offensive, besides Derrick Henry, offensive player of the year. He, he'll, I think he's gonna get rookie offensive player of the year. Jamar Chase, they even got him on MVP odds. Well, do you want to go over? You want to go over rookie player of the year next? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'll, I'll take it to Andrew first. So what we do? Offensive, offensive, rookie? Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Offensive rookie of the year. Mac, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, Jamar Chase, absolutely. I think he has been. I would uh, honestly, I would even consider Rashawn Slater. I know they don't give it to offensive linemen. I wish they would because he's been solid for the Chargers. He's been he's been a great left tackle for them. He handled Miles Garrett, so you've got to give some credit to this guy. But since they always give it to the offensive guys that put up numbers, I give it to Chase. He's been explosive. I know he didn't look very sharp even against Cleveland. Yesterday, but even still, he's been such a huge impact for them. I I still think that going forward in this season, I don't think he's breaking Randy Moss's records, but <laughs> he is on pace. I think to be at this point ending as a top ten receiver in the league this year, maybe even top five. We were so spoiled with Randy Moss. Oh yeah, so so, and you don't realize it until they're like you don't respect no one, it until either. No gone. one has touched Randy Moss's rookie record, and you're no. going no. Wow. No. Okay, yeah. Wow, that's that's something special right there. Tyler? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jamar Chase as well. I mean, bandwagon jumper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, my other good. my other pick though, if you want me to go the, the different route with how he like how he's producing right now, Najee Harris. I think he's been a Najee's great a running back for Pittsburgh and I knew that would be a good spot for him and I knew he'd be doing well. So I mean, Jamar Chase his his uh, level is a little bit more higher than Najee, but Najee's on the right path. All right. I'm go- <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. I have to. Do it. Go ahead. Hey, Hurt my feelings. See sneaky, if I care. Sneaky quiet. And this is scary because New England's being sneaky quiet. Mac Jones. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it is sneaky quietly. They've become a football team, and he's starting to throw bombs. We're not friends anymore. I know. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's performing, and yeah, he's, he's, he's getting it done. He's he's Gotta got a, a better defense than a lot of these other rookies do. But I mean, he's making do with what he has, and he's putting up numbers out if there. If he was on any other team, though, I don't think he'd be doing nearly as but good. But see, that's no. the that's whole the, point. That's yeah. the best part. It's system. He's right. He's in the, he's in the perfect, perfect spot of yeah. where he... And it could have helped him out better. Dang it, Bill Belichick didn't have to do a 
damn thing to get him either. <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I, I like I that pick. I, I do. I think if, if it goes Patriots. to a quarterback, Mac Jones is definitely the favorite. Maybe Trevor Lawrence right behind him if he can continue to put up some good Trevor's games. Trevor's yeah. starting to look. Yeah. I think things are starting to slow down for Trevor Lawrence, yeah. and he's starting to see things. And we're getting to that game with Justin Fields, too, where I think things are going to start slowing down for Justin Fields. He's going to start seeing the, the field better. That's right. Justin Another, Fields for it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Fields for a rookie we, of the we year. We still have a second half That's of this true. season. It could so still full, happen. He could 20 touchdowns, That's one true. interception. I'm calling it. That's no. true. Brandon? I'm going Harris. Not Najee Harris, yeah. Uh, the dual threat out there in the backfield. He's putting up numbers on the Which ground. Which no one at, saw coming. Yeah. Him being a, 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 a go-to guy in the passing game, I don't think anyone saw. I didn't see it because I was rooting for Trevor ATN. Thank God Pittsburgh didn't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> because they'd be out <clears throat> without a paddle. Yep, yeah. And but I, I I agree with you there. All right, I'll throw out a real quick dark horse too for everybody. It probably won't happen. Elijah Mitchell gets a little bit of love out there for what he's done as a six round pick rookie for the for the 49ers. Got to give that kid a little bit of. Credit. I was even going to throw in the name just because he played fairly well. He's been slowly getting there. Devonte Smith. I'm pretty sure. I think he, he leads been, all rookies in rushing yeah, touchdowns they're, they're right doing, now. They, he's doing things in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quickly. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, that's, you're going to have to go <laughs> back Micah. to me. I'll, I'll give it to your guy. I, I got Micah it. Parsons. It's Micah Parsons. Micah's <laughs> been crazy good. How can you not? <laughs> or Sertain in, in Denver. I'll, I'll Patrick Sertain's also been yeah, really good. I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't even think Dallas knew what they were getting when they drafted Micah <laughs> <No>. Parsons. <laughs> or maybe he they is, did. Maybe Jerry Jones really is. A, I can't even finish no, that. No, do not finish not gonna that finish under that. any circumstances. I'm not giving the Cowboys any credit. <laughs> no, but Micah's been great. I'm going to have to go with Micah as well. <laughs> I was going to so, say, I mean, it's, it's for just... sure Micah Parsons does not win Defensive Rookie <laughs> oh, of the Year. I was going to post it uh, on our social media. There was one time, the first time, because we all said, we all agreed on the same thing, and we were, they were going to lose. They won, so it broke the curse, gentlemen. Who was that? Ooh. I totally forgot. Does that count? Oh, I know. It doesn't count. It doesn't count I think at it, was, all. it was college football. I, uh, I have to remember. We'll let you know. That, was, that was great. <laughs> well, those are our mid-season awards oh, for right now. Um, the spoiler makers do it again for the 16th time in school history. We talk about that. Major League Baseball, Bulls, and Blackhawks in the second hour next on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Red SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with a heaping amount of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. 
Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Butabar with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If you're interested in career media, go to BeOnAir.com. David Montgomery is reported to be active today per Ian Rappaport as the Bears are uh, end off Week 9 of the NFL against the Steelers tonight, hoping to end the losing streak before heading to the bye. Key players in Jackson are listed doubtful and Mac listed out. Ogletree still questionable can be an issue for the Bears' defense. Kickoff tonight at 7.20. More in the NFL. The rest of the NFC North struggled this week nine as the Packers fall to the Chiefs 13-7 with Love getting his first career start but the blame didn't go all towards him offensively when you score seven points that's just not going to get it done and unfortunately you know uh, this is one of those moments where uh, we always ask our players to be critical of themselves and you know this one falls on me Packers play Seahawks next Sunday, kickoff 325. Vikings lose it in overtime against the Ravens 24-21. Tucker kicks one in late in OT to take the win. Vikings head to L.A. next Sunday to face the Chargers, kickoff at 305. And in college football, Michigan State's undefeated run came to an end as Purdue upset them 40-29. Spartans drop to 8 and hope to bounce back next week against Maryland, kickoff at 3. Fighting Illini get the win against the Gophers 14-6. Illinois does not play until November 20th in, in, in Iowa City, kickoff for that game still to be determined. Ohio State gets the win against Nebraska 26-17 in a close one. The whole way Buckeyes will host the Boilermakers in this Saturday kickoff at 2.30. And the Blackhawks get their second win of the season against the Predators in overtime 2-1. DeBringen gets the win, the game-winning goal 37 seconds into overtime. Interim coach Derek King gets his first win leading the Hawks as former coach Jeremy Collins was fired this past Saturday. Hawks hope to get win number three tomorrow against the Penguins. Puck drops at 7.30. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Right, the spoiler makers hit it again. Highlights courtesy of ESPN. 
Can you believe it's the 16th time that the Purdue Boilermakers have upset a top AP top five team in their school history? The next closest I can't even remember is sitting at 11, and there's two teams at 11 times. Yeah, and that's, that's wins insane. while they're the unranked team, right? Yeah. Unranked. That's, yeah, that's unranked, unranked against the top 25 team. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. And it's the second time this year they've beaten a top three team. They yeah. beat number two Iowa. Yeah. And, oh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> let, let me throw this question out to our listeners. Is there a team in the Big Ten that will make the college football playoffs. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Um, That being said, I'm going to start off because no. Because I, I, <laughs> I can. Well, here's the thing. I'll say whatever I want. It's my show. It's going to come out of the Big Ten East. No one in the Big Ten West is even remotely close to being there. Yeah. But here, here's the problem. I think every team in the East is going to beat each other up. Penn State still got Michigan and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They've got Michigan this week. I think Penn State pulls off the win because McNamara and McCarthy have not seen what is about to happen to them in that house. Watch Purdue win the West. They're going to pull the upset off in the Big Ten Conference Championship. I think Purdue wins again this week. I'm not even joking. I think Ohio State is vulnerable. They barely, barely beat Nebraska, and that's no offense to you. By the way, we no, got a, I, I'm proud we've of got, that. We've got a little, <laughs> hey, we've got a little Nebraska news that just came through as well. What's that? Nebraska is sticking with Scott Ross. Or Scott Frost. Ross. Frost. Scott, Scott Frost. Ross. Uh, they like his vision, and uh, they're restructuring his contract. So they I, like the way that the they they see the improvements like normal non Nebraska cornheads <laughs> are, are are seeing it that they're getting there. They, they may not be there quite yet, but they're right on the cusp of becoming relevant again. Well, yeah, if you look at um all their scores, the teams that they lost against the top ten. They've all been within, like, a few points. It hasn't, like, when they played number three Oklahoma, even though that was a joke of an Oklahoma team. But back then, now they're a little bit different now. 23-16 against number nine Michigan, 32-29. And then this past week, Ohio State by nine points. I, I so just, it's not, I mean, you can't be upset about that. For me, at least, and this is where I stand, I don't see a one-loss team in in the Big Ten making it to the college football playoff. I just don't. And and Ohio State's last two games of the season are Michigan State, Michigan. So even if they make it past Purdue, they've still got some rough road ahead. Michigan's got Michigan or Penn State and Ohio State in the final game. Uh, Michigan State still got Penn State in the final game. I mean, teams down like they have. Now they got a lot of young guys up front that they're still trying to work in, but. I, I, I truly think that they can come out of this with a playoff run. It's just going to come down to also what happens with Cincinnati. Can they get secure wins? Can they get actual wins that are going to secure them that position? All they need to do is keep winning. Yeah. The, the rest of that top four is going to annihilate themselves. Yeah, and then it's coming down to Oklahoma on if they can keep themselves undefeated at Oklahoma, this point. Cause Oklahoma is a different team now. I think they and, are too, and, and, but and, I think they could still lose because we saw it against Kansas. They let them right in the door, and if it wasn't for those last few moments there at the end, it, it's probably a closer game. If not, maybe it's an upset. Okay. I 
I do think Ohio State can make it to the 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 playoffs because this is my thing. Um, I'm still not sold on Cincinnati, and I think I don't think they're going to go undefeated remainder of this season. And I think just that one loss that's going to drop them. Oh yeah, immensely. If they lose once, and I think gone. Ohio yeah. State will be able to sneak back up into that top four. Okay, <sighs> Brandon. Yeah, I, I think they can definitely do it, and I agree that if anyone is going to do it from the Big Ten, it has to be Ohio State. Cause, It'd be a crying uh, yeah. shame if it was Michigan. <laughs> I think here's the thing. I think Michigan can still do it, but they've got to beat Ohio State for that to happen. They've got to they've got to win out, and I can't. Yeah. I don't. I don't see them beating Penn State. I I just don't. Michigan. They can. It's they just, can. It's a defensive I, standoff. That's where that goes. Harbaugh Harbaugh's record at Penn State yeah. is atrocious. His, his record everywhere is atrocious. Both <laughs> both of his quarterbacks have never been in that environment. No, and he had probably the best quarterback in uh, Shea Patterson he has ever had go in there and completely poo himself in that first series to the point where it was what thirty two to three at yeah. halftime. I mean, I think like, Shea was I a little bit over yeah. over high. I don't but. think that team is ready for the experience. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. That defense is going to come in there pumped out of their minds, ready to annihilate both of those quarterbacks. And Michigan will have to find a way to beat Ohio State, too, which is something yeah. Harbaugh hasn't been I able to do. I think that happens this year. I okay. honestly believe that. The, I Michigan's got the defense this year to be able to I hang believe with them, I Michigan think. State and Michigan can both beat Ohio State if they control the time of possession with their running attack. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a running slug out between those two. And Aiden Hutchinson for Michigan, that guy's the next J.J. Watt. I'm going to say that right now. I That kid's the next J.J. Watt. Long, tall, quick, and he's bigger. He's got a more. He's got a bigger chest, which means he can press into guys more. I think he's the X factor in all of Michigan's games. If they're going to win, they're going to win on that guy's back. Uh, it, it, they can't win. They do not have an elite uh, quarterback yet. You you keep preaching McCarthy McCarthy McCarthy, but until just play the kid, God, that's the problem. Uh, yeah. He's gonna play the vet. Harbaugh. Harbaugh goes and says, "Oh, McNamara's having a great game, yeah, against Michigan State, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's put McCarthy into running RP. Oh my gosh, he fumbled. <laughs> Go with the hot hand. Be the the that quarterback genius. Everybody says you are." What Which genius. still, McCarthy's the first guy he's actually seriously recruited. That's his first five star recruit. See the problem? It's it's almost like Matt Nagy in a way. Once you get that label, genius quarterback, genius offensive genius, you overthink everything, it's, and and that's where you do things like that. It's like, oh well, he's the hot hand right now, yeah. so I should stay with him. But I've got this RPO all drawn up. It, it's gonna work, and then you overthink things and. You lose the ball. That's why I like Bill. Uh, was it um, former Giants head coach Bill Parcells? He used geniuses as a way to push you down. He's always, <laughs> "What do you freaking geniuses got for me today?" Like yeah. that was the term of endearment is really what he used. So I think it's time to start using that more on that level. But yeah, I think Purdue's the sneaky one out of the West right now. Uh, it'll be interesting. But see, even if Ohio State makes it into the Big Ten Championship, there's no guarantee they get out of that championship with a well, win. Almost lost it last year. I mean, you I, saw it against and Northwestern. And if Northwestern somehow did even make it in there, they wouldn't have a problem with them this year. And quietly, very, very, very quietly, Wisconsin has figured something out and is starting to play great they football. Yeah, their don't way let the quarterback there. throw the ball. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't let but, Mertz throw the ball. But once again, they're right there in yeah. it again. So it's going to come down to probably Purdue and Wisconsin. I would say yeah, in the it, West. It, 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 Iowa, Iowa to it's, me is just tough. Uh, all of a sudden, Illinois knows how to win games just by running the ball. <laughs> you uh, can do that in college. You can. But in, in my eyes, you're never going to win a Big Ten championship. No. Being a running offense, no. you're, you're just not in that. Brett Bielema. This is not how the game is nowadays. It, it, it's changed. It, it too used much. to be. You could, you you could. I mean, just because I remember Nebraska, they had a hell of a run game, but and they were successful back then. Nebraska, but Nebraska at one time had Mike Rozier and Roger Craig in their backfield <laughs> yeah, at the same say. time. Yeah. that's ridiculous. It well, was absurd. And you even think about it, like you mentioning on that point. Think about Derrick Henry was at Alabama. And as much as he ran the ball there, they really kind of still laid it on the passing attack there too. Yeah, they no split one. it fifty fifty. So it's you don't just lay on the run unless unless I guess you've got Derrick Henry at like North Dakota State, and it's like, well, we could just like let this man run over all these kids. <laughs> I will say this much: I these do ag- I, I do agree with you that that freshman running back for Ohio State, if he produces. That team is a completely different team to deal with. Absolutely. And he's been off the last two weeks, and yeah. I don't know if it's the freshman wall that he's hitting. I think he's a little nicked up as well. Yeah, he's, he's not 100%. They said he's still dealing with something with his hamstring and possibly with, I think, his knee too. So he's kind of still, he's not able to cut the way he wants to. But if they can get him firing and going, I'm not expecting him to win the Heisman this year. But no, he's a Heisman candidate for sure next year. Absolutely. Uh to, once again, I, I don't expect Penn State to to make a run at this point, but I do expect them to finish strong. They they have Michigan State last game of the season. That to me right there is going to be uh, Walker it, versus defense. Walker versus defense, and <laughs> That's if all it is, and if Walker goes out there and shows up and shows out, then I'm going to be like, okay, he's the real deal, and can still win the Heisman. I still my Heisman favorite right now. I, honestly, there's there's been nothing to say the least. About that. Well, that unfortunately is all the time that we have for our college football talk today. But Brandon, let the chaos begin. Free agency has begun in Major League Baseball. (laughs) We're going to tell you where we think the big names land here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com. Are you ready for this? Valley View Automotive has all of the hottest SUVs you've been looking for. Enjoy a test drive and the opportunity to drive one of these powerful vehicles off the lot for half the price. Yes, half the price. Now's the time to get yourself to Valley View by car, on foot, or even by air to take advantage of this outrageous sale. You better get here quickly because this promotion is only going on for 24 hours and the automobiles are leaving the lot faster than you can say four-wheel drive. Valley View Automotive, a dealership you can depend on. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early.
Indeed is the number one job search user with over 250 million monthly users. Indeed's priority is to help everyone in the job searching process to find a job by uploading 10 new job opportunities every 10 seconds worldwide. With Indeed, you have free access to job searches, resume uploads, and company researches. There are over 10,000 employees at Indeed that pursue to help people find the job they are looking for. They connect with millions of people to new opportunities. Go to indeed.com and sign up for free and create a resume and let Indeed do the rest to help you on your job search. Hey, I'm Jesus Mauricio. Be sure to tune in every Friday to listen to Zeus Off the Bat, a baseball talk show from 1 to 2 p.m. where I'll be discussing and updating you on all things about baseball. News, predictions, reactions and more about the Cubs, Sox and everything across the league happens every Friday at 1 p.m. right here on sportstownchicago.com. Don't forget to follow and share our Twitter and Instagram with your friends at Zeus Off the Bat. Zeus Off the Bat. Like I said, the chaos has now begun. Free agency has opened up in Major League Baseball. I know someone here who's very excited about this. <laughs> yeah, Tyler uh, can barely I, control I, himself. He's Some kind of over seat. There. I'm exploding with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I am excited. <laughs> His turkeys are done. We can see it. <laughs> let me it throw is almost this, Thanksgiving. Let me yeah. throw this question out, and then I'm going, to, I'm going straight to the source. I'm going to Brandon. Uh What big free agent signings do you see the White Sox and Cubs making this offseason? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Brandon, who are they bringing in? White Sox and Cubs, they both need pitching. So starting yeah. pitching is going to be on the market for both of these two teams. The Cubs brought in Wade Miley off waivers. They, they were able to claim him. That's that's not and exercise their option. Yeah, exercise the option yeah, on him too. They so. took him, exercised the option, so he wouldn't become a free agent. And so, but that's not going to be enough. They still need yeah. starting pitching help. They're still going to bring in more guys. And yeah, there's going to and same thing on the White Sox end mm-hmm. too. They need help. We talked about it a little bit, I think it was, last week. Yep. We talked about they need pitching, but they also need help in the outfield, the Sox do. They yeah. they need a second baseman because they declined the option on Hernandez. Yep. So they need to work things around. But starting with the pitching, they did not give a, a qualifying offer out to Carlos Rodon, which is kind of surprising. I, I feel like maybe they thought he'd accept it, and yeah. they didn't want to give him <laughs> what it was worth. But... Yeah, so they're going to have to find someone to take that spot, and I don't think it'll be Rodon. I think Rodon will sign a multi-year deal. Despite the injuries, he'll sign a multi-year deal somewhere, and they're going to have to go for someone else. Unlike the Cubs, who we talked about going for a cinder guard or, or more of the high-risk guys, I think the Sox are looking to spend big money this free agency. Okay, yeah. so let me ask you this. For you, being a Cubs fan... Would you be mad at them if they went after Rodon? If the Cubs did? Yeah. I'd like that. I, they, they could always use more left-handed pitching. They, I know they brought in uh, Wade Miley, but they can still use more lefties. And Rodon pro- proved last year that when healthy, that's the key, when healthy, he can be a reliable pitcher. Maybe he's not their ace, but he can be a middle-of-the-rotation guy in a staff that's full of young players right now for the Cubs. All right. Yeah. What big time free agent pitcher do you see the the Sox rolling after? 
I think they'll throw money at Scherzer. I don't think he'll go there. Yeah, but, I but agree. I, I, yeah. I think they'll try. Mm-hmm. They'll try to do that. They'll probably throw money at a guy like Verlander. I don't think he'll go there either. <laughs> I doubt it at this point, folks. I really do. After what happened with Keiko, I think a lot of people, I think the older pitchers are kind of avoiding that situation. I I, I wouldn't be surprised hey, if they did won try. fifth Gold glove, yes. <laughs> Good for you, Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. But I, <laughs> I look at, if I look at Rodon. I don't think the Sox are going to just let him go away. They may be willing to offer him more money potentially in free agency. It's possible more years, more money. Pot, you know, lock him down for a longer contract. I know they're trying to do that with Giolito right now. They're trying to get him a new deal as soon as possible. He wants to stay with the White Sox. I know this name is not one that really pops off for everybody. Eduardo Rodriguez is a guy out there right now that could be possible for the White Sox pitching. Left-handed pitcher, he's 29. ESPN hasn't projected on a three-year, $51 million deal at this point. Last year, he was out because of side effects of COVID, which is a concern. So you want to make sure he's 100%. But according to his doctors, according to him and his agent and everything, he's a 100%. He looks like he's finally back to normal. So I think it's I think it's a good play for them to go for because he's not old. He's not an old veteran, but he's been pitching long enough, and I think he's good enough that he can be kind of one of those third, fourth, fifth starters in your rotation while you work up some of these younger guys, potentially like Kopech. I think they want to get Kopech in there. I would think they want to start developing Crochet to get in there possibly too. They want to get those younger arms in that can obviously fire the ball 98, 99 miles an hour. And while also having the veterans like Lynn, Giolito, and possibly Rodriguez or Rodon if he comes back, potentially as the control guys that can kind of force the ball here and there. And Keiko's going to be in. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I, I think they're going to find a way to get rid of Keiko. I know I he just so. won a gold glove, but <laughs> outside of that, he, he did not do enough no. to to warrant staying. He yeah. is under contract, so it makes it tricky. I think they'll go a little higher end. I mean, you're... Your suggestion is a good one. It, it's yeah. a cheaper option. I'm just for thinking sure. because the Sox, they always say they want to spend money. Yeah, but then they always and end up. They like, don't. Yeah, they always end up spending money. But it's like, yeah, but it's like on the cheap side. Yeah, like, dish out a little bit. I, so. I, I think this is the year they do dish out again. I don't think they'll get a Verlander or a Scherzer. Yeah, I could see the next tier a Marcus Stroman or a Gausman, like a, a Kevin Gausman, who great. also has been rumored for the Cubs targeting too. Kevin Gausman. Oh, so we're gonna be fighting for uh, him. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But, I'm not gonna be fighting for him. But the Cubs but yeah, and Sox. I, I could definitely see a, a Robbie Ray even, but oh, a, I would love a Robbie, Robbie Ray, Ray or a Strowman. I definitely think the Sox are going to, whether or not they get him, yes. that's another thing, but I definitely think they will target that upper level. I okay. like Ray and Strowman. I, I think that'd be great for the Sox. There's another notable name that I'm curious of what you guys think, either Cubs or Sox, because I kind of like this cross-town <laughs> rivalry going on. Clayton Kershaw. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. 100%. Do you, do you guys see... The Cubs or the Sox. I would think that'd making... be more like a one-year deal, though. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I know a lot of people, myself included, it'd be hard to see him not pitch in L.A. I yeah, think he wants. He not a Dodger? I think he wants to stay in L.A., mm-hmm. but I don't know if the Dodgers want to keep him in L.A. unless he takes a big discount, which he might. But well, that whole the... Trevor Bauer thing kind of blew up in their face. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't Let's be put him in a tough if... spot. And that's the thing is, well, right now, ESPN, again, they haven't projected three years. I think it's $54 million. So Wait, you're not the Dodgers or with, just anywhere? Just anywhere. Okay. So you're not, they're saying he's not going to be expensive, which I would think he's not really going to be like your Scherzer expensive kind of yeah. guy. Three years, 90 it, is what he's on. Yeah. But he's, I think, I don't know how you feel on him, Brandon, but I look at him and I say, 
put him at four, maybe even as as the last guy in the five. I know that sounds like a disrespect to Clayton Kershaw, but let's be honest. Like like you said there, Brandon, injuries, he's getting older. He doesn't have the same velocity, but he definitely has the stuff still. He can still put motion on the ball. He still has great breaking balls. I mean, you have a guy that can still maybe win you 12, 15 games possibly as long as the offense is there. So I think for the Cubs and the White Sox, they have to look into Kershaw. I think everybody's going to look into Kershaw at this point. If you need pitching and you're looking to go for a title, you're going to look to Kershaw to be on your team. <coughs> Philly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would say Kershaw, he's st- I, I would still say the Dodgers are the favorites absolutely. To, to bring him LA's back. LA's his he, home. This is the first time he's ever been a free agent. Yes. He has never not been <laughs> under contract just with the Dodgers. So, And he's 33 years old. But, yeah, the injuries have just been a big issue. But he's a left-handed pitcher. Lefties mm-hmm. are always a little bit more valuable, typically. Absolutely. And the fact that he still has good stuff. But if you bring him on, I agree, a four or five pitcher, more so you'll still get good quality, but limit his innings is the biggest thing. Yeah. Because don't have him be a guy who's going to pitch seven or eight. Have him be a guy who's going to pitch only five or six. So go somewhere and then know that you're going to follow him up with a guy like Lopez if he's not in the Sox starting rotation. I know Rick Hahn said in a statement, Kopech is expected to be in the rotation. All yeah. right. So that being said, we've talked enough about pitching. <laughs> <laughs> Pitchers are awesome, man. I know they are, but here's here's my other big question. Yeah. Not so much from a Cubs standpoint, but we're going to go Sox here. Your best fit at second base for the White Sox. Ooh, all right. I I could see them going for a Baez. I know he's the big name. I don't think he'll sign with the Sox. I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew, if you if you want him, but I'm uh, indifferent. Yeah, on that. I, I don't see them actually <laughs> bringing bit. in one of these top names like a, a Baez or a Correa or any of them, and and shifting around the position that these guys play at. Yeah. If they did, the interesting one would, in my mind, would be Trevor Story, just because there were a lot of rumors about him at the trade deadline and the Sox being mm-hmm. a possible destination there. I know, I know for a fact Story has come out and said that he would love to play in Chicago. Now, whether yeah. or not that's <laughs> yes. for the White Sox or, or the, the Cubs. He kept it open-ended just in case. Yeah, so. he said he would love to play in Chicago. So that is one that I could see happening. Andrew? I, I You know, Baez, yeah. I, the, the only thing that I'm a little iffy on Baez is how much he's going to cost. Because, again, ESPN, I'm using them. On their average, they're saying one year 25, which isn't a lot when you consider. But if he wants years... He's going to want like six years, like a hundred plus million. If that's the case, I'd rather go with Story, who I feel is like just a little bit more sound. And not only that, but Bias can sometimes be a guy where when he gets heated, he gets out of his game, right? We've seen him in his hitting slumps. We know Story's a real, a much more consistent hitter. I will throw this out though, as kind of like the dark horse guy. He's a utility player. It's Chris Taylor. I know a lot of people, I know he's not really a starter per se, but who's to say if anybody's a starter or not until you give him a chance? Chris Taylor's a utility guy that can work all around the field. The Sox love to have guys that can work multiple positions. We know that's kind of the game now. I think a guy like Chris Taylor, who's worked every position in the infield except for catcher at this point, I think he's a guy that you might be able to bring in on a cheaper deal and work him into that if you're going that route. If you want to spend, go for Trevor Story. If you want to go cheap, I think Chris Taylor could be a guy. What do you... What are your thoughts on them sticking with the young talent they've already got, though? I'm okay with it, honestly. I, I, I want. I would cheats. I, yeah. Or or uh, Vaughn. 
Not not Vaughn oh. at second. I wouldn't. I don't want. Vaughn <laughs> I was going to say yeah. No, I don't want Vaughn at second. Uh, it was the other guy that came up uh, with sheets. They're they're really oh, tight. Burger. Burger. Uh, I, I've heard both of them have worked at second base. Yes, uh, Burger. I don't think he's quick enough, and not because he's big. It's just that he doesn't have that quick those quick feet that you need at the quick second twitch. base. Yeah, exactly. Sheets I like, but I think they want to try to develop him either as a first baseman or they're going to try to use him in a trade. That's where I'm thinking right now because I think they like Vaughn. I think they want to see if Vaughn can develop into a first baseman. If not, they're going to probably put him in the outfield a little bit more, see if maybe he works out there. That And that's the whole thing. If Vaughn works in the outfield, Sheets stays as first base. If it does, if Vaughn goes to first base, then Sheets out probably as a trade target. So I think that working the young guys, though, at second base, if you got a guy that you think can work, fine, use him, see if he can work. But if you don't see it happening for a championship, I would suggest going out then and finding a guy, paying a guy, if you have the opportunity, if he wants to be here, pay him, get him here. You got to win a championship. And then very quickly to both of you, Craig, Craig Kimbrell, is he on the white sex roster at the beginning of the season? Yes or no? No, no. Wow. Maybe All for right. a second baseman and an well, outfielder. Uh, ooh, okay. All right. Possible. Trade bait. Idea. I, I don't think it'll happen for Kurt or uh, for uh, Kimbrell. Trade for Glabar Torres from the Yankees. He seemed to have worn his welcome out there with the Yankees. I don't know that Kimbrel would be the piece that they want to add, but you have the Yankees. Yankees. They'll, They'll take Torres. everybody. You have Chapman <laughs> and Kimbrel on the same team. Yeah, let them think That's it's going to work too. Ridiculous. Yeah. I, I like ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. I'm okay with that. Throwing a couple right. more pitchers in an outfielder, we'll call it a day. Yeah, I don't think Kimbrel would be part of the deal. Maybe, but I. I I could definitely see them going after a guy like Torres. His value is going to be way down from when Absolutely. when the Cubs traded him. But, yeah, he seemed to have worn his stay out there. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you've heard our thoughts on the, on the chaos that is Major League Baseball free agency. But have the Bulls come back down to earth? We give you our thoughts next on Blow the Whistle. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Beautiful with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If you're interested in career media, go to BeOnAir.com. Bears end off week nine of the NFL against the Steelers tonight, hoping to end losing the streak before heading into the bye. David Montgomery has been activated for tonight's game. Keep Other key players, though, in uh, that are not going to be playing in the game is Jackson, Mac listed out and Ogletree still questionable, which can be an issue for this Bears defense. Kickoff tonight at 7:20. More in the NFL. The rest of the NFC North struggled this week nine as the Packers fall to the Chiefs 13 to seven. With Love getting his first career start, but the blame didn't go all towards him. Offensively, when he scored seven points, that's just not going to get it done. And unfortunately, you know, uh, this is one of those moments where. Uh, we always ask our players to be critical of themselves, and you know, th- th- this one falls on me. Packers play Seahawks next Sunday. Kickoff at 325. Vikings lose it in overtime against the Ravens 24-21. Tucker kicks one in late in OT to take the win. Vikings head to L.A. next Sunday to face the Chargers. Kickoff at 305. In college football, Michigan State's undefeated run came to an end as Purdue upset them 40-29. Spartans drop to 8 and hope to bounce back next week against Maryland. Kickoff at 3. Fighting Illini get the win against the Gophers, 14-6. Illinois does not play until November 20th in Iowa City. Kickoff for that game still to be determined. Ohio State gets the win against Nebraska, 26-17, and a close one in the whole way. Buckeyes will host the Boilermakers this Saturday. Kickoff at 2.30. Bulls host the Nets tonight after coming off back-to-back losses against the 76ers. Bulls just a game and a half behind the lead in the East. 
A win tonight can get them back on track. Tip off tonight at 7. White Sox decided they will pick up Kimbrell's $16 million contract after him being traded from the Cubs midseason. And this has been your SportsTownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. SportsTownChicago.com. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. Money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, 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 check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy Space. I'm your boy MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you gonna go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you gonna get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Mark Boz right down Main Street, not enough. Embiid volleyballs it. Here comes Zach Levine. Lonzo, live. Oh, go get, get it. Back in oh, jammer. Every time the Bulls were right back in it, Philadelphia either hit a big shot or there was a near miss by the Bulls. Philadelphia goes to 8-2, best record in the East. The Bulls drop back-to-back games against the Sixers. Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. Yes, the Bulls have tripped up the last two games, losing both games to the 76ers. Uh, My question to our listeners, are the Bulls a top-tier team in the East? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Let us know what you think. And I'm going to go to my Bulls guy. (laughs) Tyler! Yes, sir. Are they a top-tier team in the East? 
I definitely, I still believe, despite them uh, on a two-game losing streak, I still believe them as being a top contender in the East right now. Even though the East is very strong. There's a lot of uh, solid teams going on in the East right now. But the Bulls, as I've always said, totally different Bulls team this year. There's even more offense, which is crazy because we've even talked about how much offense they had last year. But there's more offense. It's more exciting offense. You know what I mean? Like like I've called it Lob City before. And uh, defense is actually a thing right now. Like there's actually a lot more defense. But... My biggest issue right now is what they're, what uh, Donovan is doing with Vucevic. I love Vuce. Um, just he needs they need to stop putting uh, having him roll out to the three point line because he'll knock some down, but he's not gonna. He, they they're trying to do like a little pick and pop with him, but he's just not gonna knock him down, especially in game time uh, situations. In the last game against the Sixers, they were right there with the Sixers when they came back. And Vooch, there was once, at, no for sure once, I think it maybe at least twice, where they had him uh, up at the top and shoot it, shoot a three and he yeah. missed it. But that that's just the biggest issue right now is that they need to, not, they need to keep Vooch down low because he needs to be there for boards. And defense, he's, he's the one player, me particularly, that is struggling – a little bit on more on defense. Like I was looking up the stats. Lonzo Ball is averaging more blocks a game mm-hmm. than Vucevic. Yeah. That should not be that shouldn't happen. Like I don't want this to be a, almost like a marketing situation where we're gonna have an offensive guy but no defense at all. So I I want to see more Vooch of defense. I want him to see down low in the paint, just leave him over there. That's that's I think that's one of the issues right now. Okay. Well I my counter my counter strike to that is um, with big men being different than what they typically are in this game, Mm -hmm. it's very hard for him to just sit in that base. I mean, Embiid's your, 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 how do I put it? Shaq man. I know Embiid's that guy that he can step outside if he wants to. He typically doesn't. No, you're right. He can occasionally hit a three. What, what are you going to do with, that when you have a guy like Embiid who can step out, are you saying Vooch no just stay down low? No. No. The the only thing is is that there's plenty of guys that can shoot from beyond the arc. We don't need the Bulls don't need a a fifth guy to do that. I love for him. I mean So he, you're talking more on the offensive side of things where he can grab rebounds and 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 yeah, offensive side. He's grabbing many defensive rebounds. I want him down there Offensive to grab the offensive boards because we're, I'm seeing a lot of that by Derek Jones Jr. He's been impressing me and he's grabbing yeah. a lot of offensive boards. I I've seen Lonzo Ball and I mean I know this is the second time I'm using him as an example. He's getting up there under the hoop and mm-hmm. me, like at least swatting the ball out to get an offensive rebound. So I want to see more because Vooch he's I believe he's about a seven footer. He's seven feet. Yeah, he's seven feet so, tall. Keep him down there. That's why you have him to be that big guy to grab the boards. Yeah, I'm not saying don't um, use him offensively. Just have him down low, but it's not necessary because you the Bulls have so many lethal shooters as Levine and Lonzo Ball is up there now. Now that he's got his shot form fixed because mm-hmm. that was broken a couple of years ago. Yeah, but that that's just my that's my biggest thing. 
See, the thing when, when like, Vucevic, you got him because of his offensive prowess and the rebounding, right? So you want to see those rebounds certainly being grabbed, but you also want to see offensive production from him. Correct. I think the big thing right now is letting him take, like, what's it been, like, six, eight threes or whatever it's been now over those last few games. I think you just need to dial that back. Let him take four or five threes if he wants, but keep it at that. Otherwise, like you said, put him on the offensive rebound side, more putbacks, more opportunities to kind of dunk it inside, be more of that inside presence. That's what I was hoping to see a lot more of. Doesn't mean you can't have the outside game. No. Work from the inside out instead of how it's been where he was in Orlando, which you kind of were allowed to more free roam as a big man and work from the outside in where he was taking three-point shots, he was taking jumpers. If you got a situation where you can obviously mismatch against somebody and take that shot, go for it. But honestly, for the Bulls, they need to stop playing Javante Green at the four and trying to go the small ball thing. I understand what they're trying to do. I know Javante Green's an energy for them, but Derek Jones Jr. can do the same thing and he's four inches taller, so and he's a better rebounder, and he's a bigger guy, and he's, quite frankly, I think a little bit more, or I shouldn't say a little bit more, I should say he's on the same level in terms of wanting to be the rough and tough guy to take it inside. I know a lot of people say his offensive value is there, his defense has kind of not been. I get that, I understand that he needs to get better defensively, but so does Vooch, and I think adding Derek Jones Jr. to that, giving them more length, it's not going to make their defense obviously better by any means, by him just being taller, but it kind of is because, like, then you don't have to worry about a six foot four guy trying to defend a six foot ten guy, and now you got a six foot eight guy and a six foot ten guy, making it just that much harder. So I, he he's there to like set it up for to grab like offensive boards and set him up exactly into like yeah he might not be the greatest defender but defender but I mean the dude won a dunk contest the dude can jump right so I mean he can get up there and get the boards the get the ball and. Re uh, regroup the team, and then yeah, twenty four seconds again. You got you can regroup and set something up later. Exactly, because you don't want. Because I mean, I understand what they're doing with Lonzo. Go get the rebound so that you, as the point guard, have the ball in your hands when you come down, so you can start the action. I get that. That's what a lot of people like to do. That's what Russ likes to do a lot. He's a headache, but nevertheless, I know that's why point guards <laughs> like to do that kind of stuff, crash the boards and try and get it. But the problem is, if he goes inside, he gets bumped and he gets hurt. Well, that's your big-time point guard that you just paid that starts the action for you. He's out. Now, I know you got Caruso and all those guys to back him up. That's great. But you don't want to lose Lonzo's defensive prowess at the perimeter, and you don't want to lose his shot that you're getting right now, along with the rebounding and assisting that he can provide for you. So you want to keep him as healthy as possible. So my suggestion would be to get Derrick Jones Jr. in there. If anything, you're getting more rebounds from him. Hopefully he can toughen up a little bit more defensively, and he gives you more offensive output. And if you need to, split time with him, and then go to the small ball thing. But I would definitely start Derrick Derek Jones Jr. or Tony Bradley, somebody in there that can play the power forward spot. That was my biggest head scratcher is Javante Green in that I just don't understand. I know, I know they're trying to do the small ball, shoot the ball thing, but... Dude, he's six foot four. Like, I, yeah. and he doesn't really shoot all that great. If you're gonna do that, go with Troy Brown Jr., who's six six and who can shoot threes on consistently. So, I don't know. So the question is, they've got the Nets tonight. Is this team ready to be a top tier team in the East? Yeah, think so. Oh yeah, it's gonna be hard against this Nets team. But I'll say this: if you let Kevin Durant do whatever he wants. But you shut down Harden and the rest of those guys, you can win this game. If now, Durant's going to be the one that's going to be hard. Now, when you say shut down Harden, yeah. what <laughs> are you holding, points. Uh, holding him under 17 points? He can't get 23-plus a game. He can't be going off like he has 
in these in some of his previous games. You have to hold him down to like 17, 18 points. Just he can not. hamstring. You know? <laughs> yeah, something. But I, that's the thing. Is like you, Kevin Durant's going to be impossible to shut down. Even if Vooch is on him, it's going to be hard to shut him down. But if you shut everybody else down around him, well, then it becomes it's all of a sudden on him. So even if he scores fifty, if he scores fifty, but the rest of this team is only scoring forty. Well, the Bulls should be able to run away with that as long as they're scoring 100 points. You win the game. Like that's it's very it's it's that simple. But that and, requires all the defense. And perfect example of what you said: if they shut down KD, that'd be then they'll be pretty set. But you get they got to make sure that they limit KD because just like in the last game against the Sixers, they couldn't take out Embiid, and yeah. that was no issue because for because I mean. He was the big. He was the only scorer on that team, really. Right. Like the rest of the rest of the Sixers didn't do uh, much of anything else. So, but yeah, no, exactly what you said. Limit, gotta limit James Harden. Um, Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, that's right. He's uh, <laughs> he's doing his own thing. But uh, um, picture not shown in the yearbook, folks. They <laughs> put that little teddy bear in the in the thing. So, as of right now, you consider them a top four team in the East. I do. I okay. absolutely do. So I, on the same level as like the 76ers, the Heat, the Absolutely. The Nets. Okay. Definitely. Oh, yeah. When you look at their their scoring right now, they're scoring 107 points. They're only allowing 102. They've got the third best differential in the East right now next to, I believe it's the Miami Heat. And then I think it's the Philadelphia 76ers. So yeah, you've, you've got a team that can compete with the best. Yeah, uh, exactly. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think we got a lot of great information there. Uh, on to the rain has begun for the Blackhawks. I know Brandon's excited. I can, I can feel you it. You can hear it in his voice. I can, I can <laughs> feel it coming off of him. Here are our opinions on that new rain next on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes, and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. 
The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, beonair.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Here's a long shot by Jones, just off the end, boards, and Hagel able to score! A fortunate bounce for the Blackhawks, Hagel drive for the Nets, found it, able to poke it home, and the Hawks have the lead! Yossi, trying to get in, pull it toward the net, Lincoln and bats it away, now they try to counterattack, it might be a two-on-one, Debrinket's got Kane with him, Debrinket for Kane, and his feet back to the cat. Hawks win! Hawks win! What a play by Patrick Kane to kick to the stick and put it across to the cat! Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. Let me get this question out real quick, and then we're going to throw it to our boy. Our boy. Our hockey highlight reel himself, (laughs) Brandon. Uh, Was this move for the Blackhawks a good thing, or will it continue to be a struggle for the team? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S. TLE one Brandon, your thoughts? Yes to both. Ooh, yes, okay. it was a good move to move on from Colleton. I thought it was a good move before they extended him in January. I know I, I talked on either Blow the Whistle or X-Bomb Sports about how I didn't think Stan Bowman would eat eat crow and fire, yeah. fire Colleton after just giving him an extension back in January. But Stan Bowman's no longer around. He's resigned. So, yeah, I, I definitely I wasn't surprised that he was fired, especially with the team off to the worst start in franchise history. If that's not fireable offense, like, I, I don't know what is. Yeah. The fact that, yeah, he's off to, uh, the team's off to a horrific start so far. <laughs> scary, man. It's scary. Yeah. And so I definitely think it was a good move. To move on from Colleton, but essentially you're replacing him with a, a 2.0 version of Jeremy Colleton. You just called up the next guy from Rockford. Yeah. This is exactly what Colleton was, called up from Rockford to move right in. So I don't expect there to be a major shift, a major difference, but moving on from Colleton was definitely the right move. And I Derek King, I mean, they won their first game with him. I haven't seen enough of him yet to to really make an ex, an assessment on him or, mm-hmm. or grade him yet. But don't get your hopes up too high as, <laughs> as like a, a big shift. But the talent is there on this team. It was projected to be a playoff team, so they could potentially turn it around. And then, of course, Derek. King will get all the credit for it because he's got called up and all of a sudden they start winning. There you go. And 
yeah, they they performed well. They played a good game, a full game of hockey against a, a good Predators team. Not an elite Predators team, but a no. solid team there in Nashville. Um, and to come out with the win at home was a big moment for this Hawks team. Do you think part of it is because uh, this is like a new a newish team, like with a few new pickups? You think that's why they're still not connecting right and uh, winning these games or what exactly do you think? Cause like, you're right. The talent is there. Yeah. But- I mean, early on there, there's definitely a learning curve. There always will be new defensive pairings, new lines, everyone's skating on. So there's going to be that learning curve. You think about it. Okay. Well, Brandon Hagel was there last year, but Taze wasn't. So right. that's a new line there. Even yeah. though both guys are, are returning players, technically, He's not used to that group of guys. They've never skated on the same line. And then all the defensive pairings are new. So (laughs) you've got a ton of new faces out there trying to mesh together. But you also have to ask, at what point is it no longer, can you no longer use the excuse, well, these are, it's new, these guys are working together for the first time, because you're over 10 games in at this point. So you're over a tenth of the way into the season. There has to be a point where you can no longer use that excuse, oh, it's a learning curve. Yeah, you're learning throughout the entire season, but... I expected a, a quicker progression. I think most people did than what they've had in terms of shoring up that defense. Seth Jones coming in, he was supposed to really solidify that defense, at least that top line. Mm-hmm. And he, he hasn't been bad, but no, he hasn't but been he that hasn't top been the line elite guy. Defenseman yeah. that you paid him for, and that's the big thing. Like you, you got Mark Andre Fleury who won the Vesna? You've got Seth Jones, who's this big, strong defenseman that can work possibly on both sides of the ice, right? Yeah. And you you have now Jonathan Taze, who's back. And so the assumption by Blackhawks fans is because of those key names being a part of the team now, it's like, oh, well, you just add a few of those young pieces like we always do, and we'll be back on track like, like it always has been. The problem is, though, is that that's not the case. And I said this before, I, we're not going to go deep into it, but obviously with the whole situation that happened with Kyle Beach, I think that was a shock to a lot of people's yeah. system. And when you take that into consideration with the fact that the team probably is thinking about that, they're struggling with that, then the chemistry thing comes into effect. And I think there's always been that question of, is Colleton the right guy for the Blackhawks? That's always been there, I, I feel, for this team. And I've always felt like he's... Good. I feel like he would be a great as an assistant, but I never felt he's ever been like the guy for the head coach for the Blackhawks. I've always felt like he should have been the guy to move on. And I agree with you, though. Derek King, I get it's the interim coach move for them to make for the Blackhawks. I'm just really hoping this isn't like, oh, and we're going to commit to him. Because if you do that, you're you're recycling. It's going through the same cycle again. I think you have to go in, get new front office guys, let them decide who they want to bring in, be it a former player, a coach out there. I don't know who's exactly out there for the Hawks, but I do think that King can at least breathe some new air into them saying it's another new coach. Here's a question, and I don't know if he'd ever give up what he's doing now, but Jeremy Roenick? I wouldn't mind it. I yeah, I'm not yeah, talking. I'm would. not talking. I'm not talking head coach. Okay. I'm talking front office. Okay. Yeah, I could see him coming in and taking some sort of role. Honestly, I want Eddie Olchek in there. That'd be nice. I want Eddie O in there. Nice. I want our boy Olchek. I don't going think to. he's going to take it. I don't, I don't think, think he's he would give it. up the money that he's yeah, making. He's not going really to, but it'd be nice because I think he'd be the perfect guy who, like. 
you're talking about the image of the Blackhawks. He would be, I think, an immediate change around for those like myself and some others who have said they're going to abandon the team. To me, that would be a good, like, okay, he's, you know who he is. He's a solid guy. I think he'd be perfect for the front office. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think there's a chance unless, like, the Blackhawks said you have full autonomy power. And even then. The Stan Bowman move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I would be kind of okay with that because I know Old Shake, we know he knows hockey. He knows this franchise. I think he knows how to develop it the proper way. He's just keeping all the secrets to himself. Yeah. But, and, and sticking with former players, yeah. one that has been and has been talked about as a possible future head coach or at least an assistant, mm-hmm. but is also in broadcasting right now, so I don't know he'd give it up. Patrick Sharp. Yeah. Patrick Sharp is a great leader. Sharpie would be great. I think Sharpie's got the mind for it, too. So if you had your choice right now, Brandon, not this year, obviously, but moving forward, who would you like to see in that head coaching position Honestly, I, I would go with Sharp. Sharp. If Sharp was willing to leave the broadcasting side, he does the pre-game, like the intermission reports or mm-hmm. shows and everything. If he was willing to come back and coach, I think he'd be a great head coach. I'll, right. I'll go a little bit on that. Sharp be the head coach. Keith, as soon as you retire, come on and be an assistant. Seabrook, if you're going to call it a career too, come on over too. We'll just have a former Blackhawks bench of coaches. Why hey, not? Hey, well, Might yeah. work. And, and do you see... The defensive aspect, because I know that's where they're lacking right now. I mean, there's only so much you can do when you're down three goals to nothing in the first period. (laughs) Do you see that getting better the more time they're on ice together? It has slowly gotten better. Like I said, they've their last couple games, they've actually played great defense. That game against the Blues that they lost one nothing. Yeah. Terrific game all the way around. I know. I know. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury bailed them out a couple of times. There were a couple of free free skaters there, but overall, that was probably their best game of the season. I know it was a loss. They have two wins, but yeah. it was a loss. That was probably the defense's best game of the year. And then they had another great great performance there against Nashville. All right. Well. Unfortunately, that is going to be all the time we have for this week. Um, I'm actually going to start teasing this now, Brandon, if you don't mind. We have, what, three weeks before the year anniversary? Yeah, uh, that show right after Thanksgiving will be... That'll be year one. We're going to, we're going to, I'm just going to throw it out there. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but it's going to be kind of a big deal. Fiesta! I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pepe's <Essentially. laughs> Pepe's, Pepe's going to throw a fiesta. Um, yeah, three weeks from today will three, be that three, show. Three we'll weeks be. from today is our one-year anniversary show. Uh, we're going to have some special guests for sure. We don't know exactly who. Pepe will absolutely be a part of it. I'm not special anymore, though. I'm just always here. My Mondays are boring. So we got to start having in. him run the board and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, we, whoa, we, whoa, whoa, he's, whoa, he's no longer take a over guest. for the Jeremy he's, intern. Yeah. Yeah. He's no longer a guest. He, he's, he's a recurring. recurring. <laughs> I'm a recurring character. A recurring employee. But that being said, just a little bit of a tease. We are going to have a pretty big show for our year anniversary. We want to thank everybody for tuning in uh where can they catch us on all our podcasties well you can find us on 
Wow, I, I blanked for a second. I, I was so, I was so ready. You said podcasties. Yeah, what pod, is that? Podcasties. What are those? I'm immunized. What is that word? Have, <laughs> I'm immunized on the yeah, podcasties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, you can find us on Anchor.fm, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, QuadPod Network, the Under the Hood Podcast. Just about anywhere you go to listen to your podcast, you can find Below the Whistle. And if you can't, let us know, and we will. We'll get on there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get on we'll, that platform. We'll hook it up. Yeah. A uh, couple things. Uh, special thanks to the under the hood uh listeners if you're new great check us out let us know what you think on all our our social medias our facebook our twitter our instagram at blow t whistle one uh special thanks to quad pod uh for featuring us we really appreciate it thank you very much uh anything else that we need to send out Give no. us money. Okay. Yeah. yeah, send us money. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Check us it's out Tuesday nights <laughs> on our live stream. Yes, a lot. Where uh, Brandon and either Andrew or maybe Tyler eventually will do another one. I cannot at this moment in time, but hopefully that'll change you both soon. in cages. And then go and check out X-Bomb Sports. Uh, their live streams every Wednesday and Thursday from 5.30 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. That's Andrew Valentin, uh, Drew Guilla, Brandon. Eventually, we're going to get Amber up there. She's going to do it whether she likes and it or not. Likes or not. <laughs> but for me, David Dykstra. Brandon Januska. Tyler Buterbaugh. And Andres Valentin. Pepe. Uh, this has been Blow the Whistle. Everybody have a great week. This is your home for sports. Red Sportstownchicago.com Take that exit and get to the Southern...